Welcome to the Single Over 30 Podcast with dating and relationship coach, Shanna Schutte. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. Here's Shanna. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Single Over 30 Podcast. Today, I have my special guest. Very special. In studio again, my husband, Clark. Mm Clark, I'm so glad that you are here. He took some time out from his busy work day to come up here to my office so that we can share with you about how we met. Yeah. (laughs) Because lots of women ask, how did you meet your husband? And I think when they ask that question, what they're really asking is, I want to know how you met your husband so that maybe I can figure out if my relationship is right or how can I meet someone. Mm. So I thought what we do is kind of tell our story, and then there's going to be questions I know that you will have um, as you listen to our story. So we wrote some of those down on a piece of paper that we think that some of you may have or that you may have so that it can help you along in your single journey. All right, Clark, you ready? Sure, let's do it. (laughs) So Clark, do you want to go first and say how we met? Well, we met because we both worked at the same place for a while. Now, we didn't really know each other there but we knew of each other that that was it and then years went by and you had moved to Atlanta and I was still in Colorado and and uh, my story is that I had gotten divorced kind of unexpectedly Um, you didn't want it didn't want it but it happened after 27 years of marriage and so I was single and Shanna knows this I was never looking to get married again ever Never plan on it, never thought about it, didn't even cross my mind that I would get remarried uh, again. But I was single. And Shanna reached out to me, I think, because you had marketing questions. Yes, um, I did. And so we were just, it was, I, I thought nothing of it. Shanna said, Can I ask you some marketing questions? And, and again, I didn't really know Shanna that well, but I knew who she was. So I said, Sure. And so we talked on the phone. And I think we ended up talking that first time for like an hour and a half. Um, about marketing stuff and business, but getting to know each other a little bit. And that's the first chance I really had to get to know Shanna. And I got off the phone with her and said, wow, she's really cool. That's She's a really cool, cool person. And that was about it. I just, I, I liked you as a friend, as a human being, because I had finally gotten to know you for the first time. So that's how we initially sort of met. Did I get that right? You, you did, yes. <laughs> the first time when we met up after, you know, we knew each other at this place where we had worked in Colorado Springs. And I came to visit a friend of mine who had been ill for a while and she had cancer and they told her she was getting ready to pass away. So I went to say goodbye to her. And while I was there, I met up with Clark at a coffee shop and um, we ended up, you know, going out and getting Chinese, I think. Mm -hmm. And then we went to Ikea and poked around a little. And then we went back to his house and we watched a movie. Well, one of us watched a movie. (laughs) This is why he said I slept at his house is because I did. I fell asleep asleep at his house. And, you know, I would say. The the date was that exciting. Yeah. (laughs) She was was so excited. I will say, now, we had talked on the phone for months before that ever happened. Yeah, right. So we had sort of gotten to know each other really, really well. And so Shannon came to town. And I actually still never met her in person. And, again, never really planned to. Uh, But she was in town. So, sure, I'll grab some coffee. 
Yeah, and I, I wouldn't advise anybody to like go over to some guy's house that they don't know. But the difference here was is that Clark was an executive at the organization where I was working. He had a very great, you know, reputation, and there were people that I had talked to who knew him before, and all of them used the word integrity when they spoke of him. And so I already knew he was a good guy. And actually, this is something else that sounds funny, but you know, he was my boss. <laughs> so it, so- it sounds bad. He was up the food chain from me. I was way, way down. But I knew who he was. I remember running into him a few times in the building. Well, and I already knew about him. So I felt comfortable. A, it also wasn't a date. You yeah, know, it wasn't like we didn't get together f- romantically. The purpose of our meeting wasn't a romantic date. It yeah. was just, oh, Shannon's gonna be in town. Okay, I'll go. Me- I'll go have coffee with her. And so, yeah, we we rented, I think it was Brave, that Pixar movie, Brave. <laughs> um, and we rented it to go watch, and it, it took 10 minutes, and she was asleep. <laughs> and so I just sat there and kind of watched the rest of the movie. I said, okay. But so it, that was different. I mean, if it was like, if it was a romantic date. Or an know, online I thing or something. I don't know that go to some guy's house the first time. No, no, you want some trust to be developed. You know, it's funny about that, though, is because we are both praying people. And mm-hmm. so before you met me, though, for coffee, what mm-hmm. was going on inside oh, of you? I was praying that you would meet somebody. Because, again, I had gotten to know you as a friend, and you were like my, my little sister. I kind of loved you as a little sister. And I just thought, Shanna is amazing, and and I just hoped that she would meet somebody. I was praying that you would meet somebody because I knew how important family was to you. And, and there's no – you know, I learned never to say this to a single person, so forgive me. But I was thinking, how is it possible – that Shanna's never gotten married. I mean, that just doesn't even seem possible to me because she's amazing. And so I was praying that that you would meet somebody. Yeah, and it's very nice of Clark because when I moved to Atlanta, so we were both in Colorado Springs, and then I moved to Atlanta and um, took a job there. And while I was there, we were just supporting each other Mm -hmm. and being friends because he had gone through his divorce, neither one of us really having any intention of having a relationship with each other. And so it was really nice because what happened was it was kind of like we respected each other and then we were friends and then it grew into more. It's kind of funny because we say we're not exactly sure how we ended up getting married because Mm. there was like zero drama. It didn't feel like a dating relationship. It felt like a really awesome friendship that grew into more. Yeah, we became such great friends. We just, I, at least for me, I couldn't imagine not having Shanna in my life anymore. And I began to have romantic feelings for her that I never thought I would have for anyone. But uh, it just kind of grew out of that. So it was great because Shanna said there wasn't a lot of drama. It wasn't like the first time we met each other, we had to size each other up to see if we were going to get married. It, there was never any of that, which I think was, that's great. Because it, it's so hard to have to make those snap decisions, I would think about Yeah. And, you know, else just a point for you as you're listening is that, you know, sometimes we will rule someone out because we don't have some immediate awesome spark like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, you know. Um, And sometimes I think that we overlook some people, maybe a really great friend who could make a great mate, somebody who respects us, who we just really like being with, and we rule those people out. You may have heard me say on another podcast that, you know, I don't think that there has to be that big wow spark and there shouldn't be the ooh yuck. But, you know, you can just have the in-between kind of middle thing like, I just really love being with you. And for me, Clark just felt like home to me. And I remember being in Atlanta and he came to visit me one time. He would always stay at a hotel 
um, he called it the dump. The dump. <laughs> it was the cheapest down- hotel I could find. <laughs> it was down the street. <laughs> and I remember one time I pulled into the parking lot of that hotel and got in his car with him. I don't know where we were going, but I started to cry. And he said, what's wrong? And I gave him a hug and I said, you just feel like home to me. And it was just so nice to have such a great friend. And the other thing I'm thinking about as you were talking is that, you know, you said I was never going to get married again. Mm-hmm. And my thing was I was never going to become a part of a blended family. And so, the, you know, I think that one of the things, too, that we do is we say we have these nevers. Mm-hmm. I'm never doing this. I'm never doing that. And so we actually end up ruling out people, just like I was mentioning a minute ago, yeah. that could be great mates for us. Because those nevers, we think that that those things have something to do with our happiness. When in reality, it's like as you go along in a relationship, those things can be knocked down. I was just speaking with someone, and she was telling me, you know, she liked this guy, but she was never going to move. Mm-hmm. And now she's further down the line in that relationship. And I told her, you don't have enough information to make that decision right now. You don't know him well enough to say if you would never move because he's like not weighing as heavy on. On the scale is staying where you are. Well, now I asked her, would you be willing to move? And she said, I would happily move. And it's because she just really cares about him. And for me, with my never being, I was never going to become a part of a blended family. It's like all of my concerns about that and all my internal obstacles that I had, my fears, those just got knocked down just one by one as we got to know each other. So it's kind of like when you start to get into a relationship, you may not know all the answers for everything, but you're only going to get enough light for the step that you're on. You're not going to get light from here to forever, Mm -hmm. which can be really hard because we want to know, like we don't want to waste time and we don't want to get hurt. And so we try to figure it all out. But those nevers lots of times get figured out if we'll just open ourselves up a little bit. Agreed. Yeah. So, Clark, you mentioned that you were divorced, Mm -hmm. right? And so let's just be transparent here. How long had you been divorced when you and I started getting to know each other? Not not very. Well, that depends on how you want to define it. Um, So how long long is, you know, the marriage ended a long time before the divorce? decree came. And so, you know, that question I'm sure comes up, well, how long should a person be divorced before they're safe? You know, and I don't think it's time, it's mental state. You know, I went to a divorce recovery class as part of my recovery. And there's a whole checklist that they give you for what health looks like when you're coming out of divorce. And so I think when a person can honestly check that list off about here's my mental state, and, and, you know, there's always pain, but you're, you're kind of over it and you're in a good place. And, you know, the graduation test in the class I went to was, are you going to be happy being single the rest of your life? And I could answer that question. Yeah. The pain was gone. There's no longing. I'm okay. I mean, I don't like what happened, but I'm okay in this place. And again, I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was prepared to be single the rest of my life. And then that was okay. I think when you're in that place, and I don't know how long that takes, for some people, they may never get there. You know, you don't want to date somebody whose divorce is so fresh, they're still wounded, and and their, their heart isn't in the right place, and their head isn't in the right place, and maybe they've got resentment towards their ex-spouse, and there's anger issues, all this undealt stuff. That's the person who's not ready for a relationship. And I don't, again, I don't think it's a matter of months or days or years. It's, it's where is this person's spirit? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and I like that because I get this question a lot, mm-hmm. like how long should someone be divorced? So in legal terms, you hadn't been divorced very long, mm-hmm. but the marriage had fallen right. apart before that. And so one thing that you had said, I remember, is once it became legal, it's like all the emotion went out of it. Once, You'd been Once she filed. Yeah. Or when she when filed, she you, filed you'd been there. fighting and fighting and fighting right. to keep your marriage alive. Right. And then when you realize this wasn't going to happen, then it's like all the emotion went out mm-hmm. of it. And I remember writing in my journal, why am I getting attached to someone who's freshly out of a marriage? He's not going to be ready for years because I had heard this stuff, you know, seven years or what was it? A year for every seven years you're married or something. And like I often say, I think it's better to look at the circumstances and the person than it is a time frame because if that had been the case with me and you, we wouldn't have gotten together for like four or five years or something after no, that. No, I mean, based on time, I don't think we would have recommended, we wouldn't recommend anybody getting know, together as fast as we started dating in terms of time from the legal decree. Yeah, if you were going to so, look at just time and mm-hmm. say, these are the rules for how long, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have dated. But what? But then later on, what well, I we realized... we were dating either. We were just, you know, it's weird. We're, yeah, we're it was friends, like, so. right. But <laughs> later on, I, I realized, you know, one of the things I really liked about Clark was that he was doing what he needed to do. And if you're seeing someone and they've come out of, of a divorce or even a breakup, you want to know that they've done what they need to do or they're doing what they need to do before you would get involved with them and that they've taken time to look back. So one of the things that Clark did was go to a divorce care class. And he was playing basketball one night a week with some guys and he was volunteering at a hospital and he had friends that he was accountable to and he was getting counseling. And he was doing all this stuff to make forward movement. And so that was one thing that I recognized about him was that, hey, he really is ready for a relationship. Um, I expected that he wouldn't be and in fact Clark would you share about what happened at the divorce care class what the guy said (laughs) well I mean again they caution you over and over and over again not to jump back into relationships that that this is you know they tell you this is the time in your life you're allowed to be selfish and do things just for you and don't jump back in the worst thing you can do fresh off a divorce is jump into a relationship and that's then they're right but I you know I told uh, I can't remember the guy's name he was a cowboy his name, he had a cowboy name. It was like Wes, hey. Wes or something, you know, something <laughs> like that. And, and uh, he was my, my little table leader. And, and I told him, well, so, you know, I started talking to this to this girl. And when I, you started to become interested. Yeah, and well, I, I, we were just friends, but so I'm starting to actually have feelings for her. And I'm pretty sure they're not misplaced. This isn't guilty rebound, you know, feelings. And so we just, he asked me a bunch of questions. What about this? What about that? What about this? And what about that? And how are you feeling? And I went through, he went through this whole session. And then he goes, well, I don't normally say this, but I'd say go for it. <laughs> so you seem, I'd say go for it. You just never know. <clears throat> right. And so, yeah, that was my sort of permission slip to continue talking to you. And it just really, to me, it felt really different than any other relationship I had been in. Because like I said, there wasn't a bunch of drama. And Clark was a safe person for me, both emotionally and physically. I never wondered when I was in his presence if I was safe or not. He didn't manipulate me. And he led me through the relationship. Um, by asking me how I felt about the relationship. And at one point, I remember, uh, as this goes along with the safety thing, you asked me, how are you feeling about the relationship? And mm-hmm. I was grappling with, which I'd love to talk about, the whole thing of uh, the blended family. And I was like, well, I'm about 99.9% there. And you said, well, I'll wait for the 0.1%, however long it takes. I just want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. 
whether it's with me or someone else. Mm -hmm. And that was such an awesome response because I had dated men or who had had men who were interested in me, who they were either trying to push me or rush me into a relationship. They weren't really concerned about me or what I wanted. They were only concerned about what they could get, right? And so the fact that you responded that way, just, oh, it was such a breath of fresh air and made me feel so good and so safe. And so that enabled me to open up my heart a little bit. Mm. And so, Clark, what made you do that? Like, why did you say that? Yeah. Because I loved you. Like I said, I loved you as a sister before I loved you as a romantic partner. I I always felt that way about you. And that's why I was praying that you would meet somebody. Because, like I said, you deserve happiness. And I didn't think it would be with me. But as it turned out, maybe it would be with me. I'm like, that would be awesome. I would love to be your life partner and friend the rest of our lives. But if it's not me and there's someone better for you, that's great. But it's just because I loved you and I wanted you to be happy. That's that, It was just that. So. Yeah. And I think this is so awesome, ladies, because lots of times women will meet men who come on really strong. And um, there's actually a name for those men. Um, one of the names is Love Bomber. And these guys will come on really strong. They seem like they're super, super interested. But what they're doing is they're pressuring a woman. And this is just a good place to interject that that's not love, right? Love Mm -hmm. is when you care about someone more than you care about yourself. You want them to be happy and you have their best interest in mind. And so if a guy is all hot about you and interested in you, but he's pushing you, that's not love because love is when you care about someone as your friend, you want to look out for them. You want to protect their feelings. So Clark, I just want to say publicly, thank you for doing that. (laughs) Thank you for being open enough to Stay with me. Well, well you know that. Because what about the blended family thing? I mean, you, that was a real, something you had to struggle and grapple with. Cause yeah, you know, so it was something that was, um, I was being prepared for long before I ever married Clark. One of the first things that ever happened to me was that there was a guy that I was interested in in Colorado Springs, but he had a little girl that was four. And I had always felt like I don't want to become a part of a blended family because I don't want to feel like a third wheel. I don't want to feel like the appendage that nobody wants, right? Mm -hmm. Here you are in this family and you don't belong there. Nobody wants you. And so when I was seeing this guy, I remember getting down on the floor because I'm a prayer, like I mentioned, and I was just saying, God, I just, you know, this little girl, she has a mom. And I just felt like God said to me, yes, but I am her father. And so what that did to for me was open me up to the fact that, hey, she's important just because of who she is, right? Not because I shouldn't like her any less or treat her any different because, you know, she has a biological mother and I'm not her. And then the other thing, just in preparation uh, for my relationship with you, Clark, was that I was just starting to see how, yeah, it's not ideal when families break up. Yes, it's not okay when divorces happen and stuff, but it's a reality, just like there are other realities in our lives that aren't pleasant. But what I started to see was, is that I started to see that hopefully I could be a part of a redemptive puzzle, like I could be a redemptive puzzle piece so that Like, for example, now we've got three grandkids 
and um, I write notes to the oldest one and he calls me grandma and stuff. So I just feel like there's been redemption in my own life. But hopefully also, I hope that I've been an encouragement and a blessing to the kids. And then, you know, so at first I wasn't open. I was not open. But then I started to see, okay, this isn't perfect, but no situation is perfect. Not even biological families are perfect. But I also had to grieve. You know, I had to go through the grieving process of my life isn't looking like I think it's going to look or that I thought it should look. Um, And I wish that it would have turned out differently. But I can honestly say that on this side of the altar, I wouldn't give anybody... in the family back and we forgot to mention that clark has five kids so and they're all awesome there's two boys and three girls and they've all been wonderful to me and gracious not to say that there hasn't been some bumps here and there because when you have a blended family there's bumps but i would say it hasn't been bad like i thought like all i thought was before i got married to you and when i was thinking about blended families i was thinking about stepmom and how i hated that term it was like you know the evil stepmother who wants to be in that position and you know i just had negative feelings about it but if you're in a position where you have the opportunity to you know marry into a blended family or maybe you may have a man marry into your blended family the one of the lessons that i've learned that was so helpful was well there's a couple of them one is that you know everybody adjusts at their own pace and differently so all the kids have different personalities in our family and they've all adjusted differently like and some of them it's taken longer than others mm-hmm. another thing is clark told me um, someone has to be the adult and it's you <laughs> and so there's been moments when i've had to remember okay you know i'm like a lot older than these people and i have a lot more life experience and so i have to take the high road and it's just been refining for me and I, I honestly think it's made me a better person in a lot of ways. It's kind of helped me not to be so selfish because I think I'm not saying that you should uh, say that you want to marry into a blended family. I'm not saying your story has to be like mine. But I think my perspective lots of times was born out of selfishness and an inability to see what was possible. And that you really can be a blessing. Uh, There's a lot of things. If you're thinking about marrying into a blended family or dating someone with kids, I get some training. We went through some training Mm -hmm. by a guy named Ron Deal. It's Mm -hmm. D-E-A-L. We went to one of his conferences, and it was awesome. Um, But also just this one last thing about the blended family. I had mentioned that, you know, all the obstacles for me got knocked down. So one by one, all the kids reached out to me when they knew that we were seeing each other, when it kind of shifted from a friendship to dating. And that really brought me a lot of comfort. So even in that, it's like my nevers became, okay, you know, I think this is possible. But honestly, it took me about a year. I was about a year behind Clark um, and he was patient with me. But how did you feel about the whole blended family situation? Well, it wasn't nearly as difficult for me because you didn't have a family I had to blend into. It was much harder for you. And it's certainly it's, it's much more difficult if both parties have their own families, their own kids. That would be tougher. So for me, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad at all, really. Um, I just, we tried to, I, I saw you navigating it and that was, you know, hard to navigate, but, but we did it. But I just, you know, I think if, there, if there's a lesson to be learned from our story, and I understand our story is very different. It's kind of unusual that we kind of knew each other before and we were friends and then that grew, you know, one thing led to another. So that's, I understand that's not typical, but I, and we're blessed by that. But I think the takeaway is, and you said it, 
don't say never because you just you never know if I can say never um, <laughs> you never know who might already be in your orbit that you haven't thought about you know that way and as Shanna said is there somebody in your life right now that actually you love being with them they're a great friend you'd never thought about them romantically but hey but what are you looking for in a in a, in a spouse mm -hmm. um, you're looking for a friend you can spend your life with so um, stay open and keep you know be open to keep your heart open keep your eyes open because you just never know where something's gonna land and they could be in a different state or a different country they may not go to exactly your same church but don't as Shanna says don't rule them out right. rule them in before you rule them out so stay open until something tells you there's a check in your spirit that says no this person is yeah one for unless you see some red flags or right. something right. that goes along with just this morning i was on facebook and there was a post inside of a singles group that i often post inside of and someone was saying you know how do you feel about the blended family thing and one woman was saying i would never date or marry a guy who didn't have kids because he can't understand and i didn't post and say wait a minute you know mm -hmm. because we want to stay away from that all or nothing mentality mm -hmm because you do not know what someone's heart is like. Maybe someone's been being prepared for your exact situation. Maybe it's someone who wanted kids but never had them, like in my situation, and they've got a heart for family. You just don't know. So unless something is going to have a direct effect on the happiness of your relationship or the health of your relationship, I would say be open. And then just look for character traits. I mean, that was something that in Clark I saw was just great character. I knew he was going to make a great mate. And, you know, we're about seven years into our relationship. And I tell him I love him more now hmm. than the day we got married. And that's absolutely true. Like when you find a friend and find someone who you really love, it's they become a part. They're your family. They become a part of your heart. And so no matter what your situation is, if you've been divorced before, like Clark, or if you've never been married, you know, don't think that it's not possible for you because you really can have the kind of love and kind of relationship that you're looking for. Amen. All right. So, Clark, in closing, anything that you'd like to share? No, I'm just grateful for you. <laughs> I'm grateful that you took the time to like I said, open your heart to your nevers. And, and your never became an always, and that's wonderful. Uh, we're always going to be together, which is great. Yeah, so. it is. It's awesome. All right, ladies, thanks for listening. And in closing, remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. It really is. And also, before I go, if you haven't checked out my coaching page yet, please do. It's shannashootycoaching.com, S-H-A-N-A-S-C-H-U-T-T-E, coaching.com. Maybe you're in a place where you're like, I want 2022 to be different. I want to overcome my, you know, places where I'm stuck in my dating and relationship life, and I'd like to find a committed relationship. Head on over there and click on one of the buttons on the page and you can set up a time on my personal calendar to talk with me about one-on-one -on -one coaching. All right, I look forward to helping you and in closing, remember to keep it sunny. I'll see you next time. Keep it sunny, please.